me tell you about a man that I have met. They call him Captain or Wizard, don't forget. CJ Morgan's his name and he wanted to start a show. So we did. Now you're listening to him on that dang old radio. Well, well, well. A mystery is a foot gang. Something happened here at the radio station. Something that affects us all. Uh, we're on the case. Independent, private investigators, every one of us. We were violated last night. I know. I feel violated. Someone broke into our fair radio building wearing tisk, a tisk. wearing a wig, grabbing a mustache and covering up. <laughs> I don't think they grabbed a mustache. I added that, but uh. I want to throw them off. Uh, and here's the deal. Um, a lot of people think it was an inside job, oh. but they didn't oh. do this on Monday. They did it today. Yeah, that's what makes it more inside is because they would expect that a burglary would happen on a Monday and not on a Wednesday. Well, the great news is my Legos were not stolen. Oh, Uh, they didn't see any value in that? Well, Emily, you texted me and were like, hey, check your office. It's been ransacked. Mm -hmm. And then in my mind, I was like, oh, that's just because I was looking for a cord the other day and so everything was thrown out. But as soon as I get here, they told me to go check the office. And guess what? It was ransacked, but uh, thankfully my Legos are safe. Yep. Uh, none of my swords or knives were taken. Uh, what about oh, your abstract? Oh my gosh! Your abstract art, okay? Oh no, my crappy art! Oh, he took <laughs> all of the crappy art. I guess He's I gonna, need somebody to pay me for this now. He's gonna sell it for hot, I hot. Sh- I should <laughs> see if I can insure it and then just white out the date the day before. <laughs> Uh, but it's it's pretty nuts that this has uh, happened again. I mean, obviously, we're a building on a highway, and yeah. we're a radio station, so people think, like, oh, man, there's crap in there to steal. They're like, oh, I think they have good stuff. When in, We can't even get Spoiler to Spoiler alert, <laughs> there's not a lot of good stuff there's to steal. I mean, or this, anything the good, good stuff, you can pawn. Uh, you don't have the tools to properly remove the expensive stuff, trust me. But it's then good. where are you going to sell it? Because it's all that. very unique. Yeah. Like, it's, like I mean, look, it, our Chuck, our engineer, he's going to know where to look, too. He's one of those, he's, I don't know if he's seedy, he's just a guy who gets things done. So he's going to yeah. know where yeah. to find you if you do selling all. it. Yeah. You walk into a pawn <laughs> shop with a third of a giant satellite dish and tower. Yeah. Uh, you, know, you know what's worth a lot in this building? Just that, the metal, the <laughs> copper, and aluminum from all the stuff. Hey, but it's an emergency backup plan, okay? Us there's, here. <laughs> there's a lot more uh, another way. Someone also like stole one of our vehicles uh, a couple months ago. A couple back. months ago. We had and another also, person in here it's a couple like, months ago. Mm-hmm. That you stole a radio station vehicle. Like, that is bottom of the barrel. Yeah. And we we don't drive them because they break down. <laughs> they were the trash. I think he stole the trash vehicle, too, which is where we would put all of the trash after tailgate. Tailgate and then yeah. forget about it for a year. Yeah, and Perfect. then it just smelled perpetually like trash. That's why it was unlocked. We hey, were man. like, somebody take it, Maybe please. Maybe so the thief was a big fan of, like, free keychains that have call signs on it. You know what I mean? Call oh, there you t-shirts? Go, so. He's like, t-shirts? I, I, I I'm going to kill in here. I'm going to not sell these. They're sentimental to me. If you see a guy selling some 101X <laughs> key change, be wary. It's probably our thief. It's my birthday. That's right. It's my work birthday. <laughs> Happy work birthday to me. Yay. Yay. 
I thought you. I, I was like, this is not your real birthday. It's my CJ. work I'm birthday. I'm not that bad of a friend. I'm old enough to drive one of the station vehicles. 21. Uh, oh yeah, you gotta be 21. No, 16. If oh. if I had 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 intercourse and got a sales manager pregnant when I started working here, our child would be 16 years old today. That Can you believe a- that? Weird way of putting it, <laughs> but you're not wrong. Yeah, okay, yeah, I, I guess it's it a very gross. I'm not yeah. sure why you frame way. it like that. Definitely uh, an HR issue. Yes. Sure. Uh, on this day is the day I was officially hired according to my paperwork, and boy, what a fun time it was uh, starting out as a promotions coordinator, working yeah. the front desk as morning greeter, slowly annoying every single person in the building until one radio show started letting me. Uh, do bits on air. Um, back in the day on 101X, you might have heard some of my work as the character Gritty Bill Ooh, on, do it, uh, do on it, the do Morning it. X. It was a writing thing. It was I was I was stalking Deb and writing her creepy notes, oh. and they would read them on air uh, as okay. this character. Uh, I thought you had a voice. No, that was other stations though. But you didn't have a voice uh, in your head when you wrote the notes. <laughs> I oh, I absolutely did uh, as the character was, Gritty Bill. Okay, um, but so many fun, wild, crazy memories, and we'll talk more about how great I am at radio. But first, uh, I got a couple of compilations of some of my greatest moments here on 101X because actually, even though I was on another station for several years, I was first ever on air on this station. So here we go. The best of the CJ Morgan show. Okay. Uh, let's, sorry. That, let's, That's the day you left the window yeah, open. Yeah. I remember that. Let's, uh, <laughs> let's load up the next clip. This is the best of the CJ Morgan show. That's Emily's apartment. I was say, that was the live yes. broadcast you did from Emily's apartment. From my apartment with <laughs> sure. a cricket um, in my air vent. Very much so. Uh, no, here we go. I actually have the clip ready. Uh, some of the best of the C.J. Morgan Show. Hey, don't hang up on me, bitch. It is a good thing you're not a parent. You really don't have a clue what you're talking about. <laughs> you're such a douchebag. <laughs> um, oh... I forgot your name already. Come playing your damn horn and play some damn music. That's what we want to listen to, some music. Yeah, you make being a loser fun. You're a dumbass. The vial that comes out of your mouth on the radio every night, it makes me sick. The constant sex and drug references, uh, the overused prank calls, not original at all. The crudeness you were representing Austin with, it's not cute and it's, it's, it's just not funny. Can you play Joel Walsh? Say, buddy, what are you going to go do a live broadcast remote, man? I'd like to go meet you. I'm going to be the one who's going to punch you right in your side of your jaw. Ooh. There we go. The best of uh, that last clip actually happened, occurred on air with the caller. Uh, some of those were taken from one day I set up a voicemail and I told people that if they called and left a voicemail, it would go straight to my manager or it was for my job review. It was something like that. So they didn't realize I was just taking the clips of them calling in and saving them and saying what they wanted to say to me on air, uh, but to my <laughs> boss. But there you go. Long time working in radio. Uh, I've thoroughly enjoyed my time. 16 years. I didn't think I would ever have a job this long. No, and you're you're killing it out there, honestly. Yeah, it only took me 16 years to get to uh, a, a show. To a show. <laughs> yeah. And, hey, you uh, went viral a few times. Yeah, man, you were on the news. That's yeah, very yeah. true. You did, uh, what was it, Vine? I, I was Vine famous mm-hmm. for a hot moment. I yeah. was... Uh, 
I, I was the first person to play some songs in the Austin market. Granted, they didn't quite take off. You know, there are a lot of artists and specific songs that got airplay first on 101X and then became massive hits. I mean, AWOL Nation Sale, uh, Gnarls Barkley, Muse, just, just a ton of bands that we played and songs we played that really took off. Unfortunately, the 12-minute My Morning Jacket song. Oh, man. I that was a hit. Uh, it's not, not going to work. It's just didn't, didn't quite take off. Yeah, some of the CJ <laughs> things haven't always gone. But either way, a happy work birthday to me. And I look down at you two who have been here, you know, three years, 10 plus years, and, and just think, you know, keep... Uh, 15. Keep, you've been here 15? Yes. Well, way to take away from my work <laughs> birthday. Just completely almost one up in me. Gross. Yeah, but I didn't. Okay, fair Happy enough. Birthday, Happy, Happy birthday, buddy. Happy work birthday to me. Birthday. Tomorrow, we'll celebrate Spencer's. VMAs, do we still care? And now it's time for Emily's social cues. Now for the kids out there, VMAs are the Video Music Awards. Your music videos weren't just Tiki Tacks. Uh, they were actually on television oh. and streaming. You could see your favorite songs as a little movie that we called music videos, right? Never heard of it. Okay, well, there's still the uh, VMAs, which are the Video Music Awards. Happened last night, and you're asking, do we care? I don't know, Emily. Do we care? Um, I mean, I guess you should. You're the youngest in the room. You would be most likely to care, but did you ever have a music video moment phase? Oh, I definitely did, because uh, I used to... to yeah, yeah, yeah. But mine was YouTube, uh, not necessarily on TV, because by the time that I got to watching MTV, they weren't doing music videos anymore. It was all, um, what is it, 16 and Pregnant. Next. <laughs> yeah. you remember that dating show? God. Wow. We didn't, I didn't even have Next yet. No. But so I, when I was... Watching the clips. When I would come home from, like, middle school, high school sometimes, I would get there and I would have VHS recorders ready because there were two in the afternoon BET had the basement Rap City's the basement which was hip hop yeah and then MTV also MTV 2 had kind of their new music show at that time so I would record one and watch the other and then that's I would record music videos and when I had parties or were hanging out with friends I did this up until college I would put the VHS of the music videos in oh, that's and cool. have those kind of playing in the background. And then eventually, we used to play a game called Power Hour, which is where you take a shot of beer every yep. minute. Yeah. Uh, but we would sometimes do two hours. So I made, get this, I burned a DVD, Emily, and wow. it had one-minute clips of music videos that I had ripped from uh, <laughs> LimeWire, if you even know what that is. Oh, wow, I do man. know what LimeWire is. Uh, we would watch music, but I, I love music videos. I, I always wanted to direct them. Me too. Uh, and, and, and have anything to do with them. But now we have the VMAs. We're still making some music videos for the artists that can afford it. And the big winners... Well, uh, the big winner basically was Taylor Swift. Had to be Taylor Swift. She, she took home like every single award, video of the year. Uh, she also took home artist of the year, song of the year. Wow. She did not take home best new artist. Dang, what a scam. <laughs> that, thank God. That would have seemed very unfair. <laughs> I'm just kidding. She wasn't even nominated. Uh, oh, and then she on. also won, um, I think, best pop. She won something about like best summer concert of the year. Wow. Basically, 
basically everything. And the, the greatest moment of uh, Taylor Swift is the POV videos that people have been putting on Twitter of her reactions to things that are happening throughout the, the day. Oh, those are a different meaning of POV videos oh. than what I Spencer and I know. Yeah, not, not that one. Uh, but whenever she won video of the year, she was presented the award by NSYNC. And the VMA goes to the unstoppable Taylor Swift. I had your dolls. I like, what, like, are you doing something? What's going to happen now? What are you, there's something they're going to, they're going to do something. And I need to know what it is. Um, you guys are, you're, you're pop personified. So to, to, to receive this um, from your golden pop hands is... It's, it's too much. Um, thank you for the friendship bracelets. Um, That's kind of sweet that she's yeah. fangirling yeah. out over NSYNC. Was Justin Timberlake so there, cute. too? Yes, he was. So and it was all of NSYNC. It was That's nuts. All of them. And it was really adorable because from the stands, uh, they I saw a POV that was released today. And she... That one. It's technically true, though. Yeah. Um, and Kinda. whenever they came out to present the best pop award, she like stands up and she's shaking. Like she's full on fangirling. And I went to Taylor Swift's concert and I'm like, oh my gosh, does NSYNC just have such a hold on all of you millennials that like Taylor Swift herself, who has sold out just hundreds of venues in the last year, is shaking, cannot contain herself overseeing these old men in suits. Do you guys care about NSYNC? Is this, is this a big deal? That was our K-pop, man, basically, back mm. in the early but, 2000s. But like, is really. that a big deal? No, because they killed rock music. No, and rock, music, rock music was dying for a long no, time. Alternative and grunge had popped into the scene. Then you had... In sync came around, and then after that, like new metal and butt rock became the the new. F- <laughs> a little bit. I don't really care. I, I remember how big it, big it was, but I was I was a young like male. I was uh, going through puberty at the time, so I was not an In Sync fan. I became a huge Justin Timberlake fan later on when I learned like, oh, if you can go to a party and dance and mimic Timberlake moves, yeah. people will dance <laughs> with you. CJ, could you? Yes. I used to throw the hat. I used to like do <gasps> all the... I used, cool. to, I used to pop and like... I used to do... Uh, wait, I are, kid you not. You are we, so lucky you have sort of like a little bit of a stiff spine right now or whatever's going on because we we would force you oh, to, yeah. do, to do this I, right now. One of my things I would do is I'd take my belt off and I'd do a belt whip. I would pull Does it off real that? quick. Oh, that <laughs> Justin Timberlake that, that was that? one I made up, but it was just like, oh. it was doing like oh. over the top, dumb performative things. Well, yeah. I actually, in school, I had two friends that were really good dancers that they basically like watched Michael Jackson and practice his stuff. And that was kind of like some of what Justin Timberlake would kind of do. So I just copied them, copied them yeah. and got as good as I could. What about the frosted tips? Did you get frosted tips because NSYNC had frosted listen, tips? I did that for like five months. Okay, so you Because got I it. was dating a girl who was into that kind of crap. Uh-huh, so uh, you uh, did get frosted yes, tips. Yeah. Frosted I tips. And did. permanently dye your <laughs> hair. Yeah, yeah, frosted <laughs> tips. Uh-huh. And puka shell. Don't that, forget the puka shells. Puka uh, shells. <laughs> puka shells was more when I was in my like... 
uh, Jack Johnson, Dave Matthews, uh, Hollister phase, whatever. Um, But the Video Music Awards, still alive, unlike my great... That's going to be a punishment on Punishment Plinko. Frosted Tips. Frosted Tips. (laughs) We'll get back to that later. I do have to give a shout-out. Lana Del Rey and Jean-Baptiste won Best Alternative Video. Uh, Monaskin, who we play here, won Best Rock Video for The Loneliness. And the person who I think is... Probably a robot or a CIA <laughs> clone. Dove Cameron won best uh, video for good. Uh, we'll have the full list of winners up at 101x.com. VMAs, still a thing. Who knew? Your Child's Happiness, Part 3. Does it exist? Can you make your child happy? Well, let's find out. It's Matt Bearden here on the Parent Pickup. Austin's dad, number uh, one pop. I don't know if you Golden can make, grandpa. make your kid happy, but uh, experts out there claim I you got to stop stressing success to your kids. This one's really hard for me to swallow. Um, <clears throat> let me explain. They're not saying that you shouldn't be concerned about your kid's success or, you know, wanting your kids to thrive. But they are saying that your kids pick up on messages. And sometimes it's really easy for kids, especially because of the way their brains develop, to confuse love or, well, I guess so you would say unconditional love for love because of successes. Does that make sense? Am I being clear in saying that? Absolutely. My, my, my parents love me if I'm successful. My oh, parents okay. will love yes. me yes. if yeah. I get good I gotta grades. I got to win this soccer game today. Or my I parents won't good. love me. And even if you feel like, well, I love my children unconditionally. They know that. In fact, I've even told them that. What really caught my attention is in this long article. By the way, I want to let you know I've read a lot of really dumb articles because of this thing that we decided to do a couple of years ago. Hey, and you it's all helping you only... become a better father. Well, they were saying, <laughs> hey, what does your child's calendar look like? Oh, geez. What are you spending money on? What do you argue with your children about? And what do you ask your children about? And when I read that, it made me realize almost all of my discussions with my kids, especially after school, is... How was school? It's like what a progress happened school report. Today? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you have homework? Mm-hmm. Um, it's a quiz. It's frustrating. How did you do? Oh, Even with your spouse. You got, you got a B on the test. I'm really proud of you. And they're saying, now you're stressing that you're proud of somebody because of their success or, and, and less about the unconditional aspect. This one is really hard for me, a really hard pill for me to swallow because honestly. You don't know how to shut the F up. <laughs> sure, hey, man. This, I, is, I this is the parent pickup segment. He's he's allowed to talk, right? Uh, yeah, <laughs> means frog. Okay, the, I have a Shut the frog. Well, out. I also, you know, like I I had uh, you know parents who had grown up a little poor, and uh, father had been in like Vietnam and, and the war, and so and so there was just some very there were some very strict rules and guidelines, and it really was from a very early age about what can you do to get yourself into college. So that you can have uh, better dreams and such than we had, right? I don't think it was ever done out of cruelty, but I know that I really felt like that was that my success was my measure of my worth as a person. Sure. Does that yeah, make sense? Absolutely. You know? Yeah. Oh yeah. And yeah. I've always stressed that. And I had an interesting discussion with my sister over the weekend where she said, "You know, I'm I'm 40, and I feel like." Um, if I do, if I ever stop pushing myself, that I would then be a failure because I should always be doing and accomplishing, or I'm not necessarily worthy. 
which is a really tough place to be where you're never really quite good enough. Encourage your kids to do things. Strive. Yeah. But it's saying, hey, instead of it saying, I'm proud of you because you got an A. I'm proud of you. I'm proud of you because you um, worked hard. You worked worked hard. Right. You you applied yourself. It's just saying kind of just change, slowly changing your language. Go ahead. Personally, I went to a small private school, was an all-A student until third grade, I remember. They had a handwriting class, and I got a B in it. And that wrecked my world. Uh, I did not understand. Handwriting. Handwriting. You can't get better. It's just just like it's my hand. So, and I I don't think my parents were ever necessarily equating my good grades to that, but it's something that I I felt for a long time. And so, for a long time after that, I never felt worthy. I was, they were, they didn't care about my grades. They were more worried about if I got kicked out of class or (laughs) not. Well, I, I read this line and it really hit home with me. If you are nagging your children about homework, the message you're sending is that you value academic achievement more. And, and that kind of hit home because I thought, well, that it now, I still have to have my child do their homework, right? Definitely. That still has to get done. It's just saying that, hey, you have to find a different way of addressing it then. If you don't get this homework done, what is going to happen? You'll fall apart. You won't get good grades. Mm-hmm. They're saying, hey, there's there's other ways to have that discussion than just like, hey, your grades and your successes are the most important. Yeah, and one thing that my mom used to do that made me feel better about homework, because I also went to a private school, and we had way too much busy work. And it made me feel good mm-hmm. when I would come home with a bunch of homework, and instead of my mom just being like, you need to finish your homework, she would say, okay, let's look at your homework. And she would look it over with me. And, and almost roll her eyes, maybe, because she's a teacher. She would sympathize. Yeah. yeah. She would be like, why are you doing a crossword puzzle? You're in eighth grade. Hell it's not yeah. going to help you do anything. And she's like, well, oh, sounds kind of cool. Let's put that yeah. off till the end and, you know, do all of the actual right. important work. And like, I sympathize with you. If you don't get that done, that's okay because it's a crossword puzzle. And I understand <laughs> that that's, that seems ridiculous even to Ugh, me. Adult. I hate your well adjusted child. <laughs> Is he finally growing up or just growing? The CJ Morgan Show on 101X. Pumpkin Spice is here and McDonald's says, no, 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 you can't have your own drink. You look fat as I'm getting very concerned with the integrity of our organization here. CJ. You have gained, I mean, 50 pounds of fat. The man is carrying around trash bags filled with Mexican foods. CJ is fat! McDonald's is phasing out self-serve soft drinks uh, beginning at the end of this year. Most restaurants and franchises will be transitioning to this, and I believe others will follow suit to where you can't serve your own soft drink. To me, that's a little bit problematic Boo. as an old school fella that sometimes Man. I might want I might want to start with a Coca-Cola or a Pepsi or whatever, and then I might want a root beer at the end. Yeah. yeah. That's my favorite part. Yeah, or if you're like me and you like to mix it up a little bit, sometimes I'll grab some of the strawberry lemonade and then mix some of the mango lemonade, mm. and then mix some of the regular lemonade and make a Essentially, giant beautiful concoction. Like, they used to call them uh, suicides back in the day where yeah. you mix a lot. Oh, man. Uh, but yeah. you, you can't do that anymore, <laughs> and I guess it's uh, in the note of efficiency, of things becoming more digital, and yeah. maybe COVID clean, whatever. But they're, they're trying uh, they're to create of more of a consistent experience for customers and staff. They basically want the staff to do more work. I think that's what it is. Um, and uh, that means that you as a customer will have to go up to them and say, excuse me, can I have some more? Every single time that you want, 
something to drink, which I'm like, let me do it. Just let me do it myself. Yeah, that's mm. kind of dumb. Just let me get my own refill. Yeah. So they're pretending this is what? To be some sort of good Customer thing? service. Mm. It just sounds like it's a way to save money somehow. Yeah, <laughs> it, it definitely just, is. Yeah. Well, uh, the good customer service is American capitalism industry ruining something that once was, a, you know, this is a bad transition, but yeah, let's keep let's, it going. You were doing, doing great. You were doing great. Let's edit and try no. that again. No, you are doing uh, good. Pumpkin Spice is back, and it's way too early. Everywhere you go, you can get pumpkin spice, and two of the things announced uh, earlier today, uh, Culver's is jumping in on it with oh, the, Culver's, no. With no. the oh. pumpkin spice <laughs> shake and more for fall it. 2023, Yummy. so you can get a pumpkin spice concrete mixer, oh. a pumpkin spice shake, and a pumpkin spice uh, malt, all from Culver's. Quick question. Is the nearest Culver's the one down off near Brody? Yeah. Slaughter Lane? Damn it. No. no. There's one up here. Oh, there there's is? Kramer. Oh. Yeah, yeah. right by where oh. you live. Right by the train station. Oh. Uh, Kramer oh. and Metric. Yeah. There's a Culver's up there. So yes. Over by Round Rock Express. Go get yes. uh, pumpkined up, baby. Mm. Uh, the next thing. Pumpkin cream pies coming to McDonald's. They're adding it to their fall menu. It is just Yum. that. Pumpkin goo on one side, white, delicious, yummy cream on the other. And their uh, their pies can be pretty damn good. If you, if you get their, them so early good. in the morning. If you had their cream pies before, they're fresh uh, fried. They have a strawberry and cream one, I think, in the past. And I thought it was pretty good. Does I, somebody want to split it with me? Somebody can take the cream I'll side. I'll take the cream side. Yes. And then and I you can take, take the, the pumpkin. pumpkin side. That works so well. That's all I want is the cream side. Oh, Have you ever gotten yum. one that's a little frozen in the middle, though? Absolutely yeah. not. Yeah, those are that kind of ruined it for me. Me uh, too. And getting in on the Spice game, rapper songstress Ice Spice is collaborating with Duncan to bring you a new Ice Spice drink. Now, Emily, you're a kid. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> She is the hottest thing when it comes to uh, female artists right now, right? Uh, I mean, she just won a VMA for the best uh, new artists. So, if I'm yes. talking about Dua Lipa being... being, Lipa. Uh, being Dua, Dua Lipa. Dua Lipa? If I'm talking yes. about Dulapa being the hip, I'm already, that's old. Yeah. That's yeah, like, yeah. I'm I'm Chugi. That was a few yeah. years ago when Levitation uh, came was. out, man. Uh-huh. <laughs> so tell me about Ice Spice and her new... Munchkins. It's called the Munchkin okay. drink. Yes, here. Let me take over for a second. You you take a breather right now, CJ. <laughs> I know you're old. You need to <laughs> work on your, your lungs a little bit. Uh, yeah, basically, there's a new commercial with Ben Affleck because he does something where he spotlights <sighs> artists through his company, Artist Equity. I don't know. I don't care about Ben Affleck, okay? I'm on Team Jennifer Garner. I don't care. <laughs> but Ice Spice, this is kind of a perfect collaboration because Ice Spices calls her fans her Munchkins. And Dunkin' Donuts has those little donut holes that are called munchkins. So the whole joke is, oh, it's perfect because ice spice, you know, spice and ice, which go perfectly for iced coffees. And my fans are my munchkins. So she's calling Hmm. it her ice spice munchkins drink. How do we know ice spice isn't an industry plant put there by Dunkin' in the first place? Oh, she's probably an industry plant to begin with. (laughs) If the industry could plant people, they would do it with everyone. Yeah. Uh, I hate it when people say that term. Basically, what that is is where they make one artist really popular and shove them down your throat. But they would do that all the time. Like, we're having pumpkin spice in September, in August now. If There's no limit to what corporations will do. But yeah. what I want to know is, with this kind of advertising, 
do do the kids care? Like, are you going to show up at high school with one of these drinks? And Definitely. people are gonna be like, really? Yes. You think so? Yes. I think when it they makes you the, a dork. When they did the Cardi B and Offset meal, I know people were going to See, get that. CJ, it's why they keep doing all these collabs yeah. it's everywhere. It's, it's, it's working. I feel like when I was in high school, if like your favorite artist did that, you rolled your eyes at them. Or if no. you bought it, you Not bought anymore. it as a joke. You can't go to websites anymore without seeing one sort of collab, even if it's a lesser known like artist or something from a community somewhere. There's so just collabs left and right. What you're saying, Emily, is to all the guys like me uh, that, you know, might have kids or just want to perpetually be cool, we need to go to Dunkin' yes. and get the <laughs> Ice Spice Munchkin now. I'm having a Super CJ old school weekend doing something every night now until next week. And guess what, Emily? Thanks to girl math, it's not going to cost me a thing. As as a matter of fact, I might actually make money no this weekend. I might way. profit from going out and doing stuff every night. You are doing girl it's math right then. I am very much doing girl math right. Uh, if you'll recall, Emily taught us about girl math a couple of weeks back. And we'll just explain, starting with what I'm doing tonight. We're going to the uh, Matt and Bob podcast at Cap City. Yes, we uh, are. How much did tickets cost us to that? Uh, zero dollars and a handshake. We got in for free, so that means we are in the plus. Yep. So whatever those tickets plus fees cost, we can spend that money at Cap City, and that makes us come out even. Yep, that's correct. Even. So essentially, we can go tonight, eat, and have a couple of drinks. Table's clean. For free. For For absolute free. free. For for absolutely free. Mm -hmm. But technically, if we don't eat or drink, we'll make money. That's true. And then you can spend that money somewhere else if we don't use the money tonight because it's like a, it's, you know, it's kind of like a gift card. Yeah. Right? (laughs) We got a free gift card, like a free, you know, ticket to the show, which means that we now have what? I don't know how much it is. $25 $25 to spend. Yeah. And uh, that means that I can either spend that tonight. I can spend that tomorrow. I can spend that you've got, in New Orleans. You've got 20 in the pocket. Uh, okay. Thursday night, great news. Um, I'm going to see Sylvanesso. Cool. Oh, that is great Stubbs, news. So I'm going to see a concert. The tickets were given to me by our radio station through, I believe, a record label because we play their music, especially I, I really enjoy the band. Uh, so I got two tickets to that. One of them... I might not have someone to go with me, so already I'm 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 You're in the plus. plus. Yeah. But if I sell that extra ticket, and if it turns out to be a VIP ticket, I'm more in the plus. I've made a You're lot in of the money. Plus, plus. Very wow. illegal to do. So I probably won't do that. But either way, free concert on Thursday. Then on Friday, I got invited to a comedy show. So that's free. Man, I got a free ticket popular, to that. Isn't he? Uh, wow. Here's where things get a little iffy, but I've worked out it, some girl math to make it make sense. Okay, is the point of this that you're just bragging? You got more stuff to do than us? Yes, very much so. Okay. And, and more money. Okay, okay. Girl and, math. <laughs> girl math money. And just yes. that I'm so excited that I have a weekend of doing stuff every night. Uh, let's talk Texas football because they're playing Wyoming at home. I'm going to a UT game. I bought I bought a ticket to Whoa. a game. This Saturday, so I'm going to go to the 101X tailgate. That means I can eat for free. Yes. I can drink for free. I yes. can put a couple of unopened bottles of water in my pocket and bring for those free. into the stadium. So I'm not spending anything getting in. Now, I did decide that I'm old. Oh, yeah, yeah. My spine is wrecked. And if I'm going to go to a game, I'm not going to sit up in a bad sit. So I, I went online and I found some row three seats near the 50-yard line. 
Now, all the pairs they were selling were $625 for a pair of tickets. Ooh, that does not sound girl math to me. Th- well, no. that was the cheapest, but here's the deal. I found one ticket alone for $169. That so $625 divided by two is like $312. So $312 minus $169, that's how much I'm saving. Getting, I got that seat for basically half of what it should cost. Now... If I don't go to the game and sell that seat for more than what I paid for it, that's big profit bucks. That is big profit so bucks. Are you going to do that? I might. And then I could buy a cheaper ticket day of. Ah. So there you go. Is girl math just for people who want to think more about stuff for no reason? Because I just feel like... It's for people that don't want to get <laughs> mad about what they spent money on. Now, that's true. Emily, this, one, this next one's definitely girl math. Uh, I'm going to an Austin FC match as they take on Portland Sunday. Mm-hmm. So that's a very Austin fun weekend. Uh, I These row one tickets, I have a pair... Um, also, they, listeners, he's taking notes as he's explaining his girl how math, gonna make money like with a pen and paper. <laughs> Amazing row one seats to this Austin FC game. Emily, do you know why these, according to girl math, these uh, Austin FC uh, game I'm going to Sunday didn't cost me anything? Is it because the game will probably get rained out, which means you get a refund? It's because I bought the tickets last year. Oh, oh yeah. So a year ago, yeah, yeah that was that money's yeah. a wash. That's, a, that's mm-hmm. a different business entirely. We were this radio show was called Just Matt and CJ or something <laughs> else then. So so that's a wash. That doesn't count. Uh, going to a movie screening for free on Monday, which means whatever I spend at Alamo Draft House, equal to the cost of the ticket, cost me nothing. Yep. And then Tuesday, another concert. These ones I bought tickets to, but Emily, I bought these tickets months ago, so guess what? This concert is wow. free. And I have an extra ticket, which I'm probably going to sell. So there you oh, go. Wow. Now, oh. did you calculate just now what your maximum or total profit's going to be overall? Well, here's the main thing of my total profit. So that is one, two, three, four, five, six, seven events in a row. Seven events. Yep. False profit, uh, by the way. Now, That's a week's worth of entertainment. Here is where I made my money. I'm going to estimate drinking at those events would be seven would be 100 to 150 a night. A night. I don't drink anymore, so that means I'm saving seven to fourteen hundred dollars by not drinking this by weekend. By being responsible. By being responsible Holy and not crap. drinking. So look at me, I'm super rich. I've done it. Uh, hey, don't feel bad about going out. Just use girl math. And everything's fine. Uh, speaking of some girl math, Emily and I both tried to sneak into a concert last night. Drake for you, sold out. King Cruel for me, sold out. Who got in? Who wins? We'll find out coming up. Tickets to Fall Out Boy going out soon. Make sure you have the number. And uh, that's going to be a hell of a show. March 8th, along with Jimmy World, the main Daisy Grenade, uh, Moody Center. That's where Emily was the last couple of nights trying to sneak into a Drake show. Yes. Well, we should clarify, not trying to sneak in. No, no. Trying to properly get tickets by, you know, harassing scalpers, continuously harassing the box office to see if the price went down. It's called haggling, not harassing. You were doing a very proper thing. Haggling. (laughs) And then also just kind of waiting outside, looking cute, hoping that somebody has an extra ticket. Which I do all the time. I literally wait outside for someone cute 
to give my extra tickets to. Exactly. Because I always have to go to these things alone, and it makes me sad. Uh, but was there a sad CJ at that show? No, sad CJ was down the street at the Mohawk hoping to get into uh, King Cruel. But Emily, let's start with you. Two nights in a row, yep. uh, you and some friends decided we're going to go and we're going to try <laughs> to get into Drake. We're going to try and to you do had it. an idea of where if tickets hit that bottom, you were going to pay. Yes. So yes. tell us about night one and then tell us what happened in night two. So night one, we actually went and showed up at the Moody Center. And like I said, we stood, Y'all got dressed up. We got all dressed up because we really wanted it. I even brought a stadium approved bag that would be allowed in there just in case. <laughs> Thinking right? ahead. Yeah. And Believing we, in yourself. We stood in front of the box office and we asked them. And whenever we first got there, it was about $400 per ticket. Oof. And then by the time that we left, it was like at 268. And uh, we walked back to our car, defeated after talking and being sexually harassed by a lot of the different scalpers out there. But it it's was, part of scalping. It's part of scalping, right? <laughs> and so we, by the time we walked Uh-oh. back to our car was when Drake was supposed to go on. And we looked online at StubHub and the tickets had gone from the $268 to 150 and just like as soon as he went on. So we thought, hey, on Tuesday, why don't we try this again? But instead of making the effort to show up and to park and everything, why don't we sit around, go to whoever's place is the closest, and then try to grab one of those $150 tickets as soon as he gets on and then take a super Uber to get there quickly. Bounce in, no lines, yep. boom. Yep, yeah. bounce well, in, no line. Uh, we kind of forgot. <laughs> we had a little bit too much pre-Drake uh, wine. Yes, and, and you, the time Emily, got away from us. You, who no longer have to wake up at 5 a.m., yep. were like, ah, we can let it slip yeah, for a little like, bit. like, it's fine. You let your guard down. Then we looked at the time, and it was 9.50, and StubHub wasn't selling tickets anymore. Damn. And so we kind of missed out. But then we had a really good time at the apartment, but uh, we just turned <laughs> on right. Drake on the Alexa uh, so and had a good time. So can I defeat you, Emily? Uh, I wanted to go see King Cruel. Yes. And that show was also sold out. I had a backup plan. I was like, oh, if that doesn't work, I'll go to the Mohawk, and I'll see Matt and Kim. Because two live bands I like right right back to back. Uh, I get down there, and tickets are 70. Then they drop to 50. And by the time I park and get out of my car, the resale tickets are gone. So there's only VIP, and those Ooh. are 130. I'm not paying that. I only brought $40 cash to give to a scalper because if they were like, uh, how much do you got? They'll, they, they'll ask you first how much you yes. want to pay. So I'd be like, I, all I've got is 40, man. And he'd be like, no, I'm not doing that. I'd be like, all right, that's all i got, sorry. And then walk away. And then usually be like, all right, all right, all right, come here, come here, come here. Yeah. So that was kind of my plan. Or to see if like someone in line had an extra ticket. That you could buy off of That I could just Venmo and buy. Mm-hmm. Uh, the line went around the block all the way to I-35. I sent you a picture Ooh. of that. It was nuts. There were no scalpers anywhere. There was no one with extra tickets. So (laughs) I started thinking, I'll wait in this line. I'm already down here. I'll do some work on my phone. And then if I get in, I do. If I don't, I don't. No big deal. Uh, And then I was like, I'll I'll, I'll grab a Matt and Kim ticket to Mohawk, and I'll just go to that. Sold out. (laughs) There were no extra tickets. I was like, well, at least I parked for free. Yeah, that's how I felt at the Drake concert. So there's that. Uh, I'm waiting in line, and then I see our buddy that uh, does weekends here on 101X, Eric G. He's walking up. I'm like, oh, hey, man, you want to just jump in with me? He's like, no, I don't want to cut people. I was like, well, I'll go to the back of the line with you. 
we go to the back. I'm telling him kind of my plan, what we're doing. And then he's like, oh, he's like, well, I got these tickets from the station and I don't have a plus one. So I left my other one at the box office. I was like, what? And he's like, yeah, I'll go get it for you. I was like, are you serious? <gasps> what? So we walk up to the Good box office. Energy, man. And then, you know, we're going to go back and wait in line. We walk up to the box office and uh, a friend's like, hey, hey, come here. Uh, gives Eric uh, two VIP wristbands. Huh? Uh, what? And then we don't even wait in the line. We go straight to the VIP at Stubbs, have a barbecue sandwich. Oh, my God. Have some free beverages. And mm. then, Emily, uh, we Damn, then dude. go up onto the uh, the side stage <gasps> to watch King Cruel play live from I- how far am I here, Emily? How far? You could spit on them. I'm and like they 20 feet away. Yeah. That is insane. CJ! I sold out Stubbs crowd. Ah! Why? So I still got the CJ mojo. Somehow but not this one of a night? <laughs> I, I mean, not only was I front row in the VIP wow. up there, but yeah, I, wow. I think I won. I think I'm... Let's be fair. I oh. feel like Emily had a much harder attempt with to a try much bigger for artist. Two no days. one believed in me. Everyone's like, well, Emily's cute. She'll get right in. Everyone, no one believed that. I still know people. And then, no, you know look, what? This is, this is Eric G winning, I feel like, more so. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. You win. It I'm is. not going to argue big I'm about it. I did buy him a this. drink, and I offered to buy him a shirt, which I'm wearing. Uh, my oh, merch wow, shirt, but thanks. He didn't That's great. You look so in. good. So you can just rub it anyhow, in right there. Let me rub one more thing in besides uh, I did leave early because oh I was like, God. I got to get out of here. So there was, uh, there was, I saw the set list. <laughs> I was up close enough to where I could take a picture of the set list so I knew <laughs> wow. my songs. You're like, these are wow. my favorite. I wanted to hear. <laughs> you were up so close that so I got to take a picture of the set list. I grab an extra barbecue sandwich on my way out of the VIP. Wow. Wow. And, uh, I'm walking back to my car. I pass the Mohawk, and my buddy who works there is outside smoking a cigarette by the backstage. And he's like, "Hey, you want to you want to bounce in real quick?" I was I, I was like, "I was just at King Girl News. You want to bounce in real quick?" I'm like, "Yeah." So he takes me to the side stage where security's at, and I watch uh, a couple of Matt and Ken songs. <laughs> so you got to see both and of the sold out bands. And then I leave and walk back to my car where I parked for free, and I get home in time Man. to lay in bed with my lady. <laughs> Have a good night. No wonder you're in such a good uh, mood today, man. And all I have is a hangover from all the wine that I drank after missing drinks. Sorry. <laughs> Ranking the works of Tarantino according to the internet. And now it's time for the nerd report. I just wanted to say that, that I'm a nerd. Yeah. That's right. We're going to take a look at the works of Quentin Tarantino. There's an article at Den of Geek that ranked all nine of his movies. And I enjoy Tarantino, but I got to say there's uh, there's a lot to say about what he's done in his career. Good or bad. The use of uh, the N-word, the uh, over the top violence. And then that he just has a lot of scenes with feet. Yeah. Just a lie. I wrote, also... He, he with, wrote himself into a role of getting Selma Hayek's foot in his mouth, but uh, who wouldn't? 
I also would like to blame him for every single film guy that I dated in college that wanted to talk about how amazing Pulp Fiction is. And I have uh, posters in my wall of how awesome it is. And it's okay if he uses the N-word because it's for creative purposes. I remember the first time I watched that one, I was so uncomfortable in that scene. I was like, I guess it's cool. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> Film school dorks. I'm sorry. Yeah. Let's see if they agree with us. Uh, let's go through the list. Number nine, surprising at the bottom, uh, Death Proof. Surprising? Uh, which was pretty fun. It was a cool yeah. part of the, uh, the the double feature with Robert Rodriguez's Planet Terror. Uh, I, I like it. It's it's just a lot of over-the-top extra kind of film stuff. It's I got Kurt Russell it. in a really fun bad guy role. And of course the uh, the New Zealander it, mm. Australian stunt girl that I love Zoe, Zoe Bell. Bell yeah I thought it was the little uh, well I thought it was the better of the two for the Grindhouse I agree. but it was also the slower one I feel like it would have benefited more being the first one because I saw them both when they were still the double feature uh, the first few weeks uh, and yeah I don't know I get it that's probably his weakest film because you know it was meant to be for this Grindhouse feature and just sort of a not necessarily a write off but and you know where a lot of that was. Austin. Yeah. Yeah, Texas. Yeah, so much of it. Literally in Austin. That was the uh, coolest part about watching it for me. uh, One of the main females in it uh, at the beginning was a radio host here in Austin. So I also, I gotta say, if there's something I love about Tarantino, it's his love of music and specifically love of incorporating the radio into a lot of his films. Uh, Number eight, Django Unchained. Speaking of using racial epithets, slurs, uh, that movie, very uncomfortable for that. But man, that was an absolute exciting, dumb spaghetti western action. And I gotta say, Christopher Waltz in that loved him. Excellent. Loved his roles in uh, a couple of the, the movies for Tarantino. Yeah. And of course, Jamie Foxx killing it. And don't forget Carrie Washington as well. Uh, another old schoolish spaghetti western, just. Uh, kind of death and gore film you might see from the 70s the western the hateful eight uh with an all-star cast there but let's uh let's get into these top few number six uh reservoir dogs uh one of the cult definitely one of the cult classic ones that you're gonna have your film school guys talk a talk a lot about yeah a lot of violence a lot of twists a lot of gore but man just a Basically, almost it takes place mostly in like one location, similar to Hateful Eight, actually. Yes. And yeah. I thought that while well, that that's a pretty remarkable attempt for someone who's a first movie, you know what I mean? Sure. But it's not easy to do. And uh, but also, I think it belongs lower on the list, in my opinion. Uh, two more of the things that I just love are in this movie is is him is reusing a lot of his same actors. Michael yes. Madsen, excellent. Again Steve Buscemi, again and again. Steve yes. Uh, and the prominent use of the radio because Tim it, Roth. Yeah, the radio. Sorry. It was uh, <laughs> it was a '70s weekend, and I think Stephen Wright, uh, the comedian, was the DJ then. Great, great one. Um, I love Reservoir Dogs. This one I actually had listed as my number two. I asked us to list our top three, but the uh, the Kill Bill series is ah! just also super fun, over fun. the top, cut them up, kill them, and. Uh, it, it shaped my personality. I'll be completely honest. The first really? time I saw Kill what? Bill, really? yes. Were you trying to be like uh, the bride? Uh, I mean, kind of. Like the first time that I saw Kill Bill, I was like, "This is the best movie that I've ever seen in my in my life." Actually, and Uma Thurman was just just everything about her in the t- first two movie or the two movies are just incredible. Um, and oh, my cat's name is Lucy, and I I call her Lucy Lou sometimes just because I love Kill Bill because and Lucy the kill- Bill. Yeah. This is so cool. It set up this whole 
mythology of these like assassins and stuff too. And it was, it was kind just of it, it was quirky. It's yeah. one of the few Quentin Tarantino films where I, I don't I don't know if you know how many writers he got in this or any of the statistics, but it really did feel like he actually took a little bit more of a woman's perspective than he ever has before. Just slightly. Even though Uma Thurman has some stories about working with him. Yeah, there. I said yeah. just slightly. Don't sleep on Jackie Brown. Uh, Jackie Brown is actually number That's four. Right. Another woman uh, kind of in, a, in a little bit of vein of the black exploitation films. Pam Greer, baby. Uh, mm. Number three. Sorry to speed through these. Um, Emily talked about her cat too much. I'm sorry. Uh, this one's one of my favorites ever just because, like, man, that Leonardo DiCaprio character, that is, that's a lot of me in there at certain points. And Uh-oh. it's, it's kind of sad. Uh, but just love the movie. I love that the background oh, of it. I hate this uh, the, one. The background of it was a retelling of the Manson family. It's got a lot of Hollywood lore in it. It's just... Weird and dumb. I haven't seen uh, this one once yet. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I fell asleep three. in it twice. Twice. It's, dude, I love this movie. Uh, that's what it. surprised me. Uh, number two, Inglorious Bastards. Yes. That's I, my favorite. That's, it's not mine. I don't know why. It's not my number two. I couldn't super get into Inglorious Bastards. You're Christopher his, Waltz is great in it. That's that's the movie that had him pop off here. I, lo- I know. Amazing I love villain. It. You love a good villain, I CJ. think part of it is like all the bastards except for two are killed off. And then, like, what Spoiler. happens to Christopher uh, Waltz at the end is great, but it's also like, man, that was my favorite. Even though he's the super, super bad guy, yeah, he deserved. He it, was man. the greatest actor. I agree. Ooh, that's a bingo. It did, it did take me a little minute to swallow uh, Mr. Brad Pitt's uh, whistle. Where was he from? Like Missouri. I forget Tennessee. where he's from. Yeah, Tennessee. Uh, number one, of course, no doubt, Pulp Fiction. Uh, it's the classic. It's one of the greatest movies of all time. It's not to mention good. just its storytelling and all that. Super yeah. exciting. There you go. There's the list. You agreed. You disagree? Let us know. Texting eight three five one zero one five. The CJ Morgan Show, where your opinions are welcome. Kinda. Text us anytime. 512-835-1015. Okay, guys, be honest with me. Do I have bad style? <laughs> uh. Listen, man. Oh, no. Listen, you have a Yikes. unique style. Oh, no. You have Yikes. unique style. You... Yikes. Ooh, Emily, it's hard to say because you dress like a teacher when you come to work. <laughs> it's true. But Usually, It's yeah. because you think the studio's cold. And, yeah, it's because the studio's really cold, and then also it's because I have to educate you both and put you in your place. But, like, today I am wearing a, like, jeans. I'm wearing some really cool Doc Martin sandals <laughs> that are sick. <laughs> Um, and you yes, look like a teacher. I don't look like I look like a cool Friday. teacher, the one that you would think is hot. No, right? you look like the teacher that like is in kindergarten and you read. <laughs> You're the read sleepy time teacher. Yeah, you I look guess fine. there could be worse things. Um, but I don't think that's necessarily a bad style because nothing like no. clashes. You know what I mean? But I I've been thinking about it a little bit more. I've been considering maybe I should start changing my style, maturing it a little bit more now that I'm 25. You're years very old. mature. Sure. You look like a new teacher. <laughs> How okay. can you get more mature than this? Mature my You're very style. grandma core. Adult yes. diapers, I guess, is the next one. <laughs> hey, I didn't win that Plinko punishment, so Oof. that's not for me. Yeah. That's for Matt. But today, we had a little incident here at work, or I guess last night, where somebody came in and uh, messed around with some stuff and robbed the office. And the talk of the <laughs> the office is the biggest thing that they almost took. Because we saw him on camera. We did. And the biggest thing that he almost took 
was one of my jackets. Because like I said, I get cold, so I keep an extra jacket at my office, and it's just like this denim jacket. It's something that my dad got me. Like, it's not that sentimental. He got it for me because he was like, eh, you keep stealing mine, I'll get you your own. So it's nothing too crazy. So you had a denim jacket at your desk. Yeah, it's like a denim fleece jacket, and in the video of this guy going around and stealing stuff from the office, he takes my jacket, tries to put it on, and then goes... Yeah, and then throws it on the ground oh, and is, leaves that it. That is such a rejection. And so now I'm starting to think, oh my God, if my clothes aren't even worth stealing, does that mean that I what? have the worst style ever? If a crook won't even take my free, really warm, comfortable jean jacket? That sucks. You've heard the saying that good art is, is it's, if, if art gives you some sort of a reaction that's Are you a saying good it's thing. subjective yeah I'm saying he at mm. least looked at it and went to it and had a reaction it to drew it him it in. wasn't boring to him he didn't pass it by maybe he thought it was bad after trying maybe he thought I don't know but I'm saying it's best to get a reaction did it just not fit or was it clear this jacket did not fit the criminal's style I don't think or, it fit his style oh okay I thought maybe he hadn't washed it in a while if you just left it here and, oh Oh, I'm, I definitely haven't washed in a while, but I will <laughs> be washing it now because it kind of disgusts me to think about this jacket in the corner was worn by somebody who then said, oh, this is too ugly for me to even take for free Not without even that. repercussions. They didn't put it back on your chair or no. the desk. They threw it on the they floor. They threw it on the floor. <laughs> Look, I'm not expecting them to like wipe their feet You know when they come in as they're thieving and stuff. No, <laughs> they're breaking I know. In. But, but they were here long enough to be able to just kind of browse around and pick with they wanted and the fact that my jacket almost got chosen and then he looked at it tried it on Mm. like he was at some sort of I don't know like some sort of mall just going around trying on people's clothes yeah he was at a Ross (laughs) yeah and then (laughs) he saw Um, a thread coming out he's like I am not a Ross person okay Okay, Marshalls my bad I am a Marshalls girl I am a Marshalls girl but I just need to know do I have bad style I posted a picture of my jean jacket that almost got stolen last night on our Instagram at the CJ Morgan show. And I need you to know, or I need you to vote. Is this ugly or not? Like, would you steal this jacket? So far, a hundred percent of you have said no. But there's still time. Okay. Uh, trying to influence the vote, so because we, I need to know. That's so funny that a, that someone just desperately breaking into a building where there is armed security and just not wanting that jacket not that was so easy just to put on. At least you know to maybe it's getting colder outside. It's a really warm jacket. It's sad. Uh, my favorite part about right when you said about your style, I remember when you did your first photo shoot for 101X. Yeah. And you had this hat, and everyone started calling you Fievel. Yes, everybody <laughs> was you, saying that I looked like this, the the American yeah. Tail. You're, kid. you're also not a hat wearing. I've never seen you wear a hat. It's because I have to wear headphones other all the time. Than in that photo shoot, <laughs> and it was like the dumbest, most extra hat I've seen. And listen, <laughs> I love my paper boy hat. We have people in this building that wear some dumb extra hats. So yeah. Yeah, I know a thing or two about it. One of them's talking right now. <laughs> <laughs> Believe you true. me. Not me. See, but you remember my dumb extra hat. And I that's what's important. Fightful. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> go west, Emily, because uh, you know, I'm not going to judge your outfits no, that much me. because you do 
go over the top when it comes to dressing up for yeah. conventions and concerts and anime. And events. Uh, it's just at work. You look like my mom. Yep. So yep. There it's because I don't want you guys to be attracted to me at all. All right. Oh, you don't want to see what's in the back of my closet. We've got an Oedipus complex. My mom was hot. <laughs> <laughs> We weren't the only one burglarized last night. Uh, guess what? A bunch of local food trucks also were broke into uh, in a food court. They knocked off locks. There was broken glass. They destroyed stuff. Uh, and owners returned to find in the Hamilton Food Park in North Austin that their tip jars were empty. Let's start with that real quick. Why did you have money in your tip jars? Yeah, like, aren't they supposed to be distributed at the end of the night? Sure. Also, you think? even if you have a safe, if you're a food truck or any kind of gas, like don't keep your money in your, don't keep valuables overnight in that yeah. sort of situation. It still sucks. Uh, they cut the locks, they broke windows, and then say, they sounds, damaged. Sounds really a victim blamey of you there. <laughs> I mean, I didn't mean to do that, but I'm like, kidding. Hey, but... We have money in there. Uh, but they're worried that the person will come back because it's been happening to other people with uh, food trucks in the area. They lost money, things are broke, and they basically can't open until everything's fixed. So that's also when people do the smash and grabs with cars. That's the most frustrating thing is often there's not like something of value in the car. You can't really steal car stereos like you used to be able to. They don't come out as easily. They don't, you can't sell them. They don't work. Um, but by breaking the window, you're then just giving someone a $200 at the cheapest yeah. problem. So this is not just is it expensive to replace what's broke, but you know, this food truck owner told KXAN that, uh, you know, she's going to lose money because they can't reopen. Until, until it's they're all repaired. Fixed. Yeah. So until that's a, it's all a pain fixed. in the ass. It's like, look, man, Come these people on. are providing delicious treats to the community. Yeah. yeah. Seems for a shame. people that suck. Yeah. yeah. Also, now, stop stealing from like struggling people. I know. They have a tip jar out there for a reason. It's because they don't probably get paid as much as most people do. Uh, you know who's getting paid? Uh, yeah. The city of Austin and Travis County. There's a lot of customers that say they've been fined $500. And their service has been shut off, and sure, they live in Steiner Ranch, so they can afford it. They probably overwatered their lawns. We don't want to feel sorry for them. But uh, this comes with other reports that a lot of people are having issues with the new digital meters. One woman says she was out of town and her irrigation was turned off, so there's no way, no way that there was water running in excess to be able to be, one, fined, and then, two, they didn't get the fine because they were out of country hmm. uh, and then their water was shut off. Hmm. Other people in Austin also uh, reported that they were having issues with what they were being charged on the digital meters. Uh, the city of Austin, the utility people, they came, they checked the meters, uh, said meters are working fine, then checked again and found out the wires were crossed with like neighbors and stuff like that. So Whoa. it's been an issue <laughs> with the city of Austin. It's been an issue with oh, Travis man. County. Um, just... Pay extra, extra careful attention to the water you're using. One, you should be conserving what you can, you know, while trying to water to make sure at least screw the yard, but your trees are what you need to worry about. Yeah, um, those don't grow back fast. But the fines, uh, the fines are not are not cheap because we are in stage two water re- restrictions, but be careful your meters might not be working. But it might not matter at all because your final chunk of local news 
It's going to rain. No, it's not. They've been teasing. The sky has been teasing me for two days. I mean, Uh, it rained enough today to get your car dirty. Not for me. Not for me. It didn't rain enough for you to get the bird doo-doo off your car, Spencer. No, it didn't rain in my place at all. Uh, But around Austin today, there were some scattered showers. Mm -hmm. Those are going to pick up tomorrow. And then what the news is saying... Friday is when we're going to get the downpours. Friday, it should rain. Oh, I love it. Mm. Right uh, at the end of the week. And mm. I, I don't have any plans like you do, apparently. I don't but. believe it. I think this <laughs> I will get either. pushed. What's going to happen is Friday, we're going to be waiting on the rain, and it'll say 7 o'clock, 8 o'clock, 9 o'clock, and then suddenly 3 a.m. Then you wake up, it hasn't rained, and then it's like, oh, it's going to rain Saturday and Sunday all day. Then that gets pushed, and then scattered, blah, blah, blah. I'll believe it when I see it, David yeah. Yeoman's. Uh, check out all these stories and more, KXAN.com. That's where I looked up my news for today. And uh, you know why? Why? Jim Spencer and David Yeomans. That's where they were. Did you know? It's our learning segment. And did you know there are two missing nuclear generators? Uh, Russia installed these two nuclear-powered generators on its coastline in the 1970s. Uh, they were for lighthouses. Uh, those generators are now missing. Um, what does that mean? It means they're going to make a bomb and blow you up. I mean, if it was just one missing, I wouldn't be but that two? concerned. But the well, fact that there's two, that's a little weird. So here's the deal. They can't make like a super dangerous device, but anytime there's radioactive material, they can make what's called a dirty bomb, which is where it's a regular explosive, but it has... But they, they roll it around in mud. <laughs> yeah, that's you know what? That's it. It's did you know our fact-finding segment. We didn't say did you know before that, so it might be not true what Emily said. Unlike this. Unlike this, you mean did you know? Did we know? In 1942, the BBC banned the song Deep in the Heart of Texas during working hours... On the grounds that its infectious melody might cause wartime factory hands to neglect their tools while they clapped to the time of the song. So, yeah, they had to ban this song in uh, different places because people, the song is so infectious. And when you hear the stars at night are big and bright, you can't. Listen to that song without clapping. Did they work at the factory your parents did that made the helicopters? What? Bell helicopter, that factory. I know. What I you're figured about you'd to work say. there because you're a big old ding dong. Because I'm a ding dong. Uh, Spencer, what do you know? Well, did you know? You guys heard of this uh, extremely significant, historically important book, the Holy Bible? <laughs> sure. Did you know during the Cold War, America sent Romania twenty thousand Bibles, which the Romanians then used to turn into toilet paper because they had a shortage. Whoa. Rough times. You know what? That is so nice of us. We're so kind. Toilet paper, you said? Yeah, because you know how the Bible has that soft, like, kind of paper? Yeah. It's actually quite nice, I hear. See, if things got worse during quarantine, we might have had to resort to that. Yeah. Right? You know, it's not a big deal. It's what the Bible's for sometimes. Sometimes you got to use it for guidance. Guidance? Disrespectful. Uh, Did you know? In 1979, a very popular disco song was released, and it's actually about Emily. Me? Yeah. It's the Need Awards Ring My Bell. Oh, my gosh. And it's about you because you're a big old ding dong. Oh, 
What have you done to, to cause this? It's, it's just because I accidentally came into work early and nobody else was here but me. And I was like, hi, guys, where is everybody? And then nobody <laughs> answered for at least 30 minutes while I sat around thinking that you all left me and that the show was over and that we were fired. Ah, well. And, no, but yep. we're here late, but we're here. Emily, what do you know? What do I know? Oh, man. Okay. Well, did you know? Did we know? I'm going to tell you more facts about Deep in the Heart of Texas because I think it's fun. Um, did you know that the University of Texas Longhorn Band performs the song during each football game? That's true. Mm-hmm. Just kidding. You definitely knew that. Well, did you know that in the SpongeBob SquarePants season one episode of Texas, <gasps> SpongeBob actually sings a parody of the song while making fun of Sandy, um, which if this is the only connection, this is not the only connection to childhood things and deep in the heart of Texas, because also... Did you know Uh, the song Deep in the Heart of Texas was used along with two other songs in a second segment for the audio animatronic Dolly Dimples in the original Chuck E. Cheese Pizza Time Theater. So they used to play uh, the song in Chuck E. Cheese. Okay. Mm. Look at it. It's it's very popular. Um, Emily, did you know? Oh, God. By 1874... There was a device called the Harmonic Telegraph had entered a formative stage and eventually, through work at the Boston Laboratory, became known as the Phonautograph, later turned into a phone. It started out as a pen-like machine that could draw shapes on sound waves on smoke glass by tracing their vibrations. We were then able to take the vibrations and have the, the mm. a needle play it back uh, on a phone or grab something like that. Actually, one of Emily's relatives that invented that. You know who it was, Emily? Who? Alexander Graham Bell, your great-great-great-grandfather, oh. you ding-dong. Okay. As the Go-Go's sang in their early 80s, vacation breasts. All we ever wanted. Greetings, listener. It is now time for Weird or Wired. Weird or Wired with Matt Beard, and we're going to determine which and what this is. In case of misheard lyrics, Matt, can you explain that uh, little intro there to me again? I can, and I'm going to tell you straight up at the beginning, this definitely is under the, in my opinion, weird category. Uh, boob jobs. I think I thought I'd brought, bring something in that would get CJ's attention. I know that you like mm-hmm. taters. You know. I like whoppers. I like honkers. I like the flop dops, uh, <laughs> flap jackies. I, it doesn't matter. They're all right. great to me. And But I will say that sometimes a lot of that language, whatever, can put stress on the ladies sometimes wanting to augment their own natural... Taters, They're great just how they are, ma'am. Flapjacks. Right. Did you call them flapjacks just now? There what? are over 300,000 breast augmentations performed each year just in the United States alone. Um, the cheapest procedure, $4,500. That does not include the S- the anesthetic. What do you call those people? Anesthesiologists. It does not include a bunch of the other expenses. And insurance doesn't cover it. No, and it's permanent and can come with some issues. And um, cheap boob jobs look just like that, cheap. Well, here's the thing. Um, some, I don't know, uh, some some tech folk uh, have come up with something called vacation breasts. Oh, cool. All I ever wanted. Vacation <laughs> breasts. That's all I ever needed. They say it's a procedure if you're not sure that you want to 
job, uh, you know, a thing, a uh, honkers job. You're, you're so, really having trouble saying. Well, I'm trying to think almost of, like uh, botoxing them, perhaps. To where you're, 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 onto, you're, you're really onto it. Cool, uh, they cool. inject saline <laughs> into your taters. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and your hoo ha's. Yeah. Well, isn't hoo ha lower? I thought hoo ha was lower. Yeah. They're all a hoo ha to me. I think you're, yeah. No, but the dirty <laughs> pillows are up top. There I'm going to draw sure. what each description looks like while we finish this. Okay. okay. Thank you. Okay. Anyway, a doctor can inject saline directly into the uh, breast tissue, causing them to immediately swell. Here's the thing. Your body will absorb the liquid, yeah. and you'll pee it out. And basically, ah. within 24 to 48 hours, the vacation breasts will be gone. That's awesome. It's That's like a, some weird form of breastfeeding. That I've is never a heard of temporary it. boob job. And it's a different kind of temporary boob job than you see on 6th Street a lot, which is just the cross-body strap on yeah. the... Uh, that's, yeah. You know what I mean? They're like, yes. hey, look, if I separate, whatever. Yeah. This one's different. Now, here's where I think it gets really weird. Not that they came up with the procedure or not that it exists or not that anybody's having it. Um, what's the cost on the 24-hour vacation boobs? Oh, uh, take Ooh. a guess. Spencer? I'm going to say two fifty. Okay. $2.50. No, $250. That sounds a great guess. $250, that's it? I was going to say $2,500. Oh, I'm sorry. $2,500 for 24-hour breasts? This is this is a new science thing, too. All right. Well, it can't be that new. And I, Five I guess, grand. I guess it takes a woman to figure it out. It's $2,500. Okay, so yes. <laughs> I knew it. I, that stuns me that you would even guess that. Yeah. $2,500 for 24 hours. Oh, I know boobs. the pink tax. I know the pink tax. Not that I, I would ever pay for it. I'm like, very happy I guess with you mine. Could, I guess you could do it for like your wedding or something like that. See, but to- you can't even do it for your wedding because if you did it for your wedding, you buy the dress a year in advance. So you would have to have the boob job yeah, well, you, done yeah. when you go try on your dress so, and then you have to do it the same grand. way. You gotta try it at least twice. Yeah, no. I, I mm. See, I can't even think of why anybody would want to do this because there are so many ways that you could trick people into thinking that you have boobs. Even if you go on vacation, you have all of like the push-up bras and everything, the little chicken cutlets. I mean, there are so many flattering tops Ooh, these cutlets days. cutlets a good one. Cutlets? Cutlets where it's like nice and folded and kind of like pops out of the sides. It's yeah. Like, okay. uh-huh, uh-huh, yeah, I like uh-huh. that cutlet. So, um, oh, I, I that just, and like also, that. I would, I feel like that would just give me like a yeast infection. Oh, God. You know, you don't uh, even think about sorry. that, right? Just that reactionary. Yeah, uh, you can get UTI. those in your chest. Yeah, it's just bad. All no, of it. no, because you, you have to pee it out. Oh, good point. Yeah. Uh, now I got a twenty five hundred dollars. What if they inject cranberry juice in there? Cranberry juice. I love cranberry you juice. The cranberry so. cocktail, though, mm, the cheap that'd be one. delicious. All right, now Vodka I've got, I've got a diagram here that okay. I probably shouldn't show Emily here at work, okay. but gentlemen, I'll show you. We start at the bottom with taters, okay. which are smaller, and they kind of yeah. they go out longer like this, right? Uh, yes. but they're a little smaller. They're they're a little tater like this, but they okay. have a nice outward point, like little taters. Okay, what's little next up there? there? Next, you have honkers. Honkers <laughs> are big, round, and full. They fill a hand and more. They're very well held up on their own. They almost look fake, but they're not. But they're just nice, round, full, standing okay. up ones. Then you have whoppers. And they're called <laughs> whoppers because not only are they big, but the sound they make when walking around, they go whop, 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 whop. A whopper is a very large breast, usually not broad all the time, which is why they kind of hang down like this and make the whopping sound when walking. So there you have whoppers, honkers, and taters 
explained. You know what? I'm not even offended by this. This is actually very informative. It's scientific. We could maybe we could post this on our story right on Instagram. I'm gonna take this to the restroom and just oh, really okay. figure out if it works or not. It's and informative, we'll be back. all yeah. right. What are we googling? Let's find out. How are we supposed to make money on the internet? The internet? That thing's still around. Computer load up celery man, please. Yes. Welcome to Clickbait Corner, where we click through the list so you don't have to. We've just got a study from Google Trends showing us the top how to, how, what are we, what do I, blah, 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 uh, what are the top things we're Googling. Someone in this room should Google the weather. Let me start with that. Who? Uh, do you remember about an hour ago we were talking, we, we did the local news segment? Yes. And we talked about how it's going to rain. I'm like, it's not going to rain. And we both laughed at our weatherman, at David Yeomans. How dare he say it's going to rain? It's not. <laughs> Afterwards, I took my dog out to go to the potty. Start sprinkling? Literally rained while we were doing that segment. No way. Look at it outside. It's, uh, it's still wet. Yes. It rained yes. out there. Like, it, it eat stormed. crow. I, mm, no, 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 no. Eat that crow. <laughs> uh, let's uh, ask the top Google questions. Uh, here's one. How to fix. What are the top things people are Googling how to fix? My life. Spencer's life. Number one. Yes. Um, he Googles it. it a lot, so I'm, that's how it trended. I meant that gen- okay. Oh. <laughs> the joke, but I meant that like just generically. Someone's not the top how that. to fix not things yours. are uh, no, number one is actually how to fix a, a zipper. Oh, zipper. Well, zipper. Oh, good that, luck with that one. Uh, that number is a two, common frustration. <laughs> and that's a tough one, man. I have a, I have a very expensive ski jacket that has a pocket that is broke, and it just gets it ruins the entire way the jacket works. <laughs> um, yeah. How to fix your oh, Wi-Fi? Man. I thought you were gonna say how to fix your wife. <laughs> that bitch can't be fixed. Man, I wish I knew. It's, um, I know we have data plans on phones, but uh, back in the day, it would be funny for someone to search that. Like, how are you doing? Did you go to the library? How did you Internet find it? Yeah. They went to the library, yeah. Um, how to fix an ingrown toenail. Oof. Oof. If it's bad ah, enough, go to the doctor. Chop it off. Get rid of it. Uh, it and, and this one, how to fix a relationship. Ah. Yikes. Mm-hmm. That wanna, is a complicated question, dear. Y'all want to know the how-tos? Yes. What's the number one how-to people ask? How, How to... And it will come with scammers. Come with scammers? Yeah, if you Google this question, you're probably going to get a bunch of ads. How and to bought. make a lot of money. How to make uh, money, number yes. one. Good guess. I uh, On top that of that, we have, uh, we have how Sorry. to make rice, boil water and put rice in. Uh, how to make eggs, put them in a boil pan. Boil water and, and then put the eggs sure. in. Uh, how to make bread and how to make coffee. Boil huh. water and run the... And then uh, put the yeast in. couple of easy things. I'm, I'll say, I, I don't like making These rice. These are the things that are so common, but people are sort of embarrassed to ask because they don't know how to do it yet. I you have know what to I mean? re-Google how to hard-boil eggs every time because I can't remember what time I'm supposed to take them right. out. Right. And, and they're in a shell, so you can't really see. Yeah. How long do you have to leave the eggs in? I'm on it. See, you have to Google it. It takes a while. It helps. Uh, Speaking of help, how to help. What are the things we ask? How can we help? Number one is how to help with anxiety. Oh, I was going to say not that. Well, um, (laughs) it's like what doctors do. They're like, why don't you just not have as much stress? Well, we got that's vague. Emily, we've got where you might have been leaning. How to help as literally next on the list. How to help with constipation, how to help oh. with depression, how oh. to help with cramps, how to help with back pain, and how to help with diarrhea. Oh, All right up there. Yeah, Perfect. those are all. 
How how to help when my mom doesn't love me? What about that one? Oh, Emily, not there. But I, you know I'm what? Hopefully, her listening to this radio show helps. Do y'all want to know what happens if you Google the show? Uh, I'm scared, but uh, sure. If you Google CJ Morgan, if you Google me first, uh, a radio guy in New Orleans that passed away comes up. Oh. Or oh, rest an in athlete. peace. If you Google CJ Morgan Austin Radio or Morning X or 101X, uh, you know what comes up and people also search? What? The batteries? Emily. Oh. Yeah. yeah. It's like, know. who is this dumb bee that's on the radio? Well, it's because you're a female. So that also happens with a lot of radio personalities. They want to see what I look like. They'll search, who is Bob's wife? Yeah. Who is yeah, Matt's you're, wife? You're the name of the show. So they're like, yeah. that's CJ. So well, search, who's then, this young madam? Feel yeah. free to Google me to see what I look like. I'd like to uh, address the haters on this, my work birthday. 16 years I've been in this business. Wow. Yeah. 16. Congratulations. You can uh, drive? <laughs> yes, like I said earlier, if I had a kid with someone in sales, I don't know why I said sales manager. I just figured like they're cheating and they're being dirty with or this what about young like little the promotions boy. Manager. HR. Yeah. Ooh, I, think, uh, I think your work uh, birthday can legally drink in like Germany, right? Like 14, 15 over there? 18, I thought. Point being, I've uh, been here 16 years, all right? And I, I, I demand some goddamn respect. Um, every time I get an opportunity to do something cool, I always feel really guilty by it, but I'm going to get rid of that today. You it's should. Done. Uh, we talked yesterday about how Emily and I both tried to sneak into, uh, not sneak in, but show up at a concert without tickets and see if we can get in. I not only got in, I got in VIP. To a sold-out show. To a sold-out show, and I was front row of the VIP section, meaning I was, like, right by the band. That was crazy because you, uh, 24 hours before that, you had not prepared to be I in, forgot they in were coming to town. Instance, yeah. Uh, otherwise, like, I usually buy tickets to stuff, but, you know, the guilt's coming two ways. One is people are like, why are you buying tickets, dude? Like, you're in the radio. Just contact a layup. Do this. And I hate asking favors or doing that. Plus, I do the same thing. All the people I came up with in radio, they all work at venues and and promoted like they all work in the industry so if i really wanted to go i could do that but i hate doing that and it makes me feel weird and then it, it does feel weird like you you owe them something you know what i mean uh, it's they tell me that they're like why didn't you ask dude i'm like yeah. i just feel like boring but it also comes with like you know when i bought tickets to uh these austin fc matches or when i bought ut tickets for this weekend that I spent money and I bought like row one for FC, row Ooh. three. Like I was recently on TV at an Austin FC game. Um, and people are like, oh, look at look at CJ. He's doing the... And it's suddenly like, I'm not a man of the people because I'm doing these nice things. But I decided, you know what? I'm, I've been going to shows probably 20 years longer than you. More shows, me? more. No, I'm just saying, like in general, like this oh. is the people out there, like <laughs> the haters. Like, I've been, me. I've been at Stubbs when gates open, so I can get right up front and stand there for four hours. You've had your time. I've had my time. You paid your dues. Yes, and now I'm old and I have a busted ass spine. So if I'm gonna walk my ass into uh, DKR or into Q2 for an FC, if I'm gonna walk my ass up and you go can't do stairs to a match. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, I'm gonna buy. I'm gonna sit in a great spot. Look, I'm, I'm not gonna be at a stadium if I'm stuck in a crap ass section. Even though I love doing it, I love being there. If if like why put myself through so much pain and misery 
to have a bad seat. Exactly. And I was also going to say, uh, cut your, I mean, applaud yourself a little bit. Sure. Radio is not the easiest thing to get into either. It's a very selective and almost like closed off sort of community type thing. And we usually only need, want people on air that are local from the area. So you can't just move here and from Amarillo and suddenly get on. Yeah. And, and then, you know, it's you not know like I mean? we're a it's... show broadcasting live in Seattle and we're <laughs> pretending to be live in Austin, Texas. We're a real live uh, in here show. Yeah. I'm, I'm very physically so, here, here, despite me not wanting to be. <laughs> so you grinded and you got into radio. You did. And one of the perks is that every once in a while you can ask for a favor because of the connections and you've made. These nice things. Yeah, yes. sure. So and you on, earned it. It wasn't just radio. Wasn't just given to you. And on <laughs> and top of that, like occasionally, I will save money so I can buy a nice ticket to a UT game. I try to go once a year. My once a year, I bought myself one ticket mm-hmm. at a real nice slot. And then people are like, at Austin FC, why aren't you in the supporters section? Why aren't you down there with us? Because I can't stand for 90 minutes because my spine is broke. And, bitch, I've been in the supporters section. Yep. Way up front. Yep. In the thick of it. So, like, See, what do you mean? I'm not going to do that every game. I physically cannot. But you have to remember that... Part of uh, being, being a man of the people, being is, a man of the people, and part of being somebody as experienced as you is you're going to get people to criticize you all the time, and you have to remember all those years back, whenever 16 years ago, when you were just a man of the people, and if you saw some big radio hotshot getting all these good seats, all this other <laughs> stuff, you'd be a little yeah. yeah. So you but have to ground yourself. I gotta say that's a little unfair because in my day, those big radio hotshots were doing big hotshot stuff. I have a pool and a rental house. I live in a rental house. And I have an above-ground pool, whereas the generation of radio people before me own rental properties and have a proper real pool. That's but still, that's I am true. better than you if that's what you're asking. Yes. Yes? There you go. yes. Okay, good. There yeah, we solved it. Is that what you wanted Wait, to hear? Did we, did we solve it? Did I just, I completely flipped my argument there. That was a really yeah. long-winded way to get there, but okay, we did well, it. We but did hey, it. we got there, and uh, if you see me walking in front of you in the gated off section, I'll wave. Just say, hey, CJ, and I'll go, hi. Just don't but, touch me. Yeah, don't, don't give him a hug. You may roll your eyes at his antics, but we know you're still listening. The C.J. Morgan Show on 101X.